Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome back to the Long Acres Finance Channel. It's time to see which high-growth dividend stocks present the most attractive opportunity during the month of August. The way this list is put together is each month I run a stock screener that finds about 100 dividend stocks that meet my minimum criteria. The screener identifies stocks that have a history of strong growth across multiple metrics, but most importantly, dividend growth. I then apply a ranking system to the list to narrow down on the 15 best stocks that present the best combination of business quality and valuation. Business quality is measured across 10 different metrics and compares all 100 stocks against each other. Valuation is measured by dividend yield theory that compares the current dividend yield to the trailing dividend yield. I then combine both measures and look for the stocks that present the best combination of quality and value. The final step is to compute an expected rate of return for each stock over the next 5 years. My personal target rate of return is 12%, and therefore, I only select stocks that are forecast to return at least 12% to make the top 15 list. Let me first go over the top 15 list for August, and then I'll talk about past returns, and the long-term buy and hold portfolio built using this watch list. The 15 chosen stocks for the month of August offer an average dividend yield of 2.48%. Collectively, their average trailing dividend yield is 1.55%, implying a potential 36% undervaluation for the list as a whole. All 15 chosen stocks are potentially undervalued right now, based on dividend yield theory. However, this valuation metric is not ideal for two of these stocks, and I'll point them out as we dig into the list. The average 5-year dividend growth rate for the watchlist is 32.56%, which is a very fast rate of dividend growth. Again, this is propped up by two chosen stocks that have elevated dividend growth histories during the past few years. The average rate of return I am forecasting for this group of stocks is about 20.5% per year over the next 5 years. I'm not actually expecting these stocks to deliver such a high rate of return. My personal goal is a 12% annual rate of return. I believe selecting stocks that can potentially overdeliver on this goal builds in a little margin of safety on my future expectations. First up this month we have SS&C Technologies again. I say again because this company is ranked at the top of the list for 3 months running now. The reason they rank so well is because it's a high quality company and dividend yield theory tells us it's about 51% undervalued right now. SS&C offers a dividend yield of just 1.39% right now, but during the past 5 years the average yield it offered was just 0.68%. So today, you can pick up shares with a much more attractive starting dividend yield. The company has a short but strong history of dividend growth, averaging 22.16% per year during the last 5 years. My return forecast for SS&C is 20.61%, which is the 1.39% dividend yield, 13.31% from a potential return to fair value, and a 7.87% long-term earnings growth forecast with a 25% margin of safety applied to it. SS&C did not perform so great in July. The stock gained only 1.89%, underperforming the July watchlist and the broad market, but I maintain my long-term interest in the position. In second place we have Cigna with a 1.64% dividend yield, and a potential 78% undervaluation. Cigna's dividend yield has exploded during the past few years, as the company ramped up its dividend growth, pushing its 5-year growth rate to 151%. Because of this, dividend yield theory is not an effective measure of valuation for this dividend stock. However, I believe it is a great dividend company with a promising future, and therefore I have left it on my watchlist. My return forecast for Cigna is an elevated 36.38%, with 1.64% coming from the current dividend yield, 26.16% from the overstated undervaluation, 
and the remainder from the discounted long-term earnings growth forecast of 11.45%. Even if I back out the majority of the return to fair value factor of the estimated return, the stock should easily meet my 12% return target. Cigna had an average return in July, adding 4.49% during the month. This placed it amongst the weaker performing stocks selected last month. The stock first popped up on this watchlist in March of this year, and has thus far performed far better than the market, returning 16.86%. In the third place this month we have Lowe's with a 2.2% dividend yield, and a potential 30% undervaluation. Towards the end of last year, Lowe's dividend yield trended all the way down to about 1.1%. It's a bit crazy to think that we can pick up shares of this home improvement store with a dividend yield twice as high today. My return forecast for Lowe's is 16.27%, with 2.2% coming from the current dividend yield. 7.02 from the undervaluation, and the remainder from the discounted long-term earnings growth forecast. Lowe's finished July with a return of 10.26%, performing better than last month's watchlist and the broad market. In fourth place we have Tractor Supply with a 1.93% dividend yield, and a 35% potential undervaluation. My return forecast for the company is 18.41%, with 1.93% coming from the current dividend yield. 8.31% from a return to fair value, and the remainder from the discounted long-term earnings forecast. Tractor Supply was the only stock on July's watchlist that finished last month with a negative return, losing 1.22%. Since first joining the watchlist 18 months ago, the stock has a return of 37.87%, which places it amongst one of the better watchlist selections. In fifth place we have Morgan Stanley, with a more attractive 3.74% dividend yield right now. Dividend yield theory tells us the stock may be about 40% undervalued right now. I am forecasting a long-term rate of return of 14.66%, with 3.74% coming from the current dividend yield, 9.73% from a return to fair value, and the remaining few basis points from the forecasted long-term earnings growth rate. Morgan Stanley was one of the better performing selections in July, finishing the month with a gain of 11.87%. In sixth place we have Domino's Pizza with a 1.13% dividend yield, and a potential 25% undervaluation. My return forecast for Domino's is 13.93%, with 1.13% coming from the current dividend yield, 5.74% from a return to fair value, and the rest from future earnings growth. In July, Domino's added a very modest 0.62% to its return. This was weaker than the broad market, but this stock outpaced the May and June watches returns, adding about 7.5% during each month, compared to a flat May and a large loss in June for the broad market. In 7th place we have Best Buy, with the second highest yield on the watchlist this month of 4.51%. Dividend yield theory suggests the stock is about 48% undervalued right now. I am forecasting a strong 21.85% rate of return for the stock, with 4.51% coming from the current dividend yield, 12.31% from a return to fair value, and the rest from future earnings growth. Best Buy was the best performing stock on the July watchlist, returning 18.1% last month. In 8th place we have T. Rowe Price Group with a strong 3.97% dividend yield and a potential 38% undervaluation right now. My return forecast for the stock is a strong 22.57%, with 3.97% coming from the current dividend yield, 9.15% from a return to fair value, and the rest from future earnings growth. T. Rowe had a solid month in July, returning 8.68%, which was slightly above the watcher's return for the month. In 9th place we have Charles Schwab with a 1.3% dividend yield and a potential 17% undervaluation right now. My return forecast for the stock is 19.11%, with 1.3% coming from the current dividend yield, 3.64% from a return to fair value, and the rest from future earnings growth. Schwab was not part of the July watches, but had a pretty solid return last month of 9.29%.
In 10th place, we have FMC Corporation with a 1.92% dividend yield and a potential 33% undervaluation. My return forecast for the stock is 16.78%, with 1.92% coming from the dividend yield, 7.68% from a return to fair value, and the rest from future earnings growth. FMC posted a gain of 3.82% in July, which was below par compared to the watchlist and the broad equity market. In 11th place, we have Home Depot with a 2.54% dividend yield and a potential 18% undervaluation right now. My return forecast for the stock is 17.47%, with 2.54% coming from the current dividend yield, 3.98% from a return to fair value, and the rest from future earnings growth. Home Depot posted a solid 9.72% gain in July and was one of the better performing watches stocks. In 12th place, we have Advanced Auto Parts with a 3.14% dividend yield and an 83% undervaluation right now. The potential undervaluation is overstated by the super fast dividend growth rate for the company. I personally think the stock is undervalued and attractive, but we cannot depend on dividend yield theory as a reliable valuation measure for this company. My return forecast for the stock is 41.75%, with 3.14% coming from the current dividend yield, 30.21% from a return to fair value, with the rest being future earnings growth. This forecast is also overstated due to the high potential undervaluation. However, if we entirely back out the valuation metric, my return forecast is still a respectable 11.54%. I decided to leave advanced auto parts on this watchlist because I like the stock and I think it deserves to be considered as a good long-term dividend investment. The stock had a strong return in July, finishing the month up 11.86% and being one of the better selections from last month. In 13th place we have MSCI with a 1.05% dividend yield and a potential 14% undervaluation right now. My return forecast for the stock is 14.45%, with 1.05% coming from the current dividend yield, 2.9% from a return to fair value, and the rest from future earnings growth. MSCI was not part of the July watchlist, but the stock did post a very strong gain of 16.19% last month. This was a big benefit for long-term buy-and-hold investors that have invested in the position in the past. Number 14th this month is Ball Corporation with a 1.09% dividend yield and a potential 25% undervaluation right now. Today the stock is actually even more attractive as it dropped another 20% this month, following poor earnings results and soft guidance for the upcoming year. My return forecast for the stock is 15.87% based on month-end July data. The forecast would likely be much higher based on today's price and yield. A large chunk of the return forecast is coming from future earnings growth, so I'll be curious to see if the stock makes the cut on next month's watches, and if so, how the future return forecast will change. Ball Corporation had a decent run in July, posting a gain of 6.76%. Of course this return and then some was quickly erased last week. However, I maintain my bullish long-term position in the stock. I personally haven't added to the stock in a while, but I am not selling my shares either. The last stock this month is Blackstone with the highest dividend yield on the watchlist of 5.69%. Dividend yield theory tells us the stock may be about 14% undervalued right now. My return forecast is a nice 20.11%, with 5.69% coming from the current dividend yield. 2.94% from a return to fair value, and the rest from future earnings growth. Blackstone was not part of the watchlist for July, but the stock did post a very nice gain of 13.27% last month. The watchlist from July collectively gained 8.34% last month, which was the third best monthly return for this series since I started tracking it nearly two years ago. This return was better than VIG, Vanguard's Dividend Appreciation ETF, that returned 6.8%, but it lagged SPY, the S&P 500 ETF, that gained 9.21%. Since inception, which was September of 2020, this watches is generating a 14.68% annualized rate of return, that is 3.96% better than VIG, and 4.01% better than SPY. 
But the most important part is that the return is holding strong above my 12% target, even with all the negative returns we have endured since the beginning of this year. August may be a difficult month. I typically do not track the intraday returns for the selections, because they don't sway my investing decisions. But I already know Ball Corporation will be a drag on the watchlist with the large loss following their earnings. Some news is hard to miss, but I generally try not to look at daily price movements since I am investing in businesses and not the stocks. The stock market tells me how other investors value a given business. I like to determine my own valuation for these companies and then see if they look attractive. I have already mentioned many of the July watches returns for all of the repeat stocks this month, but let me give you the returns for the stocks from July that are not on the August list. First up, we have Intercontinental Exchange that gained a nice 8.45% last month. Next, we have MasterCard that gained an even better 12.31%. And finally, we have Skyworks Solutions that added 17.53%, placing the stock as the second best on last month's watches. Year-to-date, this watches is still averaging a pretty poor return with a loss of 8.37% through month and July. It is performing better than VIG that has a loss of 9.96% and SPY that has a loss of 12.61%. But a dividend investing strategy is best measured over a long period of time. And for me, one of the best investing strategies is the buy and hold method. With this investing approach, you dollar cost average into quality dividend stocks over a long period of time, waiting patiently while stocks cycle in and out of favor. I've been testing how such an investing approach would have worked out using this watch list. The premise is simple. Each month, I invest an equal amount of money into all 15 chosen stocks. And I repeat this process month after month never selling any position, and reinvesting all dividends right back into the issuing stock. I started tracking one of these portfolios at the beginning of 2021, and another at the beginning of 2022. The 2021 portfolio had a return of 7.9% in July, which was better than VIG, but not better than SPY. Since January of 2021, this portfolio is up 15.63%, or 9.61% on an annualized basis. For comparison, VIG has a return of 11.43% during this period of time or 7.07% on an annualized basis, and SPY has a return of 12.52%, or 7.74% on an annualized basis. So the portfolio is beating both VIG and SPY during the past 19 months. It doesn't beat both benchmarks each month, but has delivered long-term alpha. The portfolio is getting pretty large from a security standpoint, with a total of 53 unique holdings right now. But it is top-heavy, with the five largest holdings making up 26.2% of the entire portfolio. The largest positions are Charles Schwab with a 5.41% allocation, Lowe's also with a 5.41% allocation, United Healthcare with a 5.33% allocation, Home Depot with a 5.28% allocation, and Humana with a 4.77% allocation. The buy and hold portfolio started in January of 2022 performed even better last month, gaining 8.25%, but it is struggling a little more against both benchmarks. The 2022 portfolio has a return of minus 12.58% this year, compared to a return of minus 9.96% for VIG and minus 12.61% for SPY. Granted, this portfolio has only been around for 7 months, I'll give it some more time to find its alpha. The 2022 portfolio has 37 unique positions due to the high turnover on the watchlist this year, following the erratic market movements during the past 7 months. I believe in the long run, say 5 years from now, both of these portfolios should deliver a decent amount of alpha over VIG and SPY. But like anything with investing, there are no guarantees the strategy will work. And with that said, you should always perform your own due diligence before making any investing decision. I share this information to give you a glimpse of my investing process, with the hope that you can use something I do to improve your own process. That's it for today. If you enjoyed the video, please give it a like and subscribe to the channel. Thank you for watching and see you next time.